I'm Megan Hale, and you're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a feel-good podcast on creating joy in life, work, and love. Join me every Monday and Thursday for practical tools that speak to the soul to create a life you love. It's Transformational Thursday, sisters, and welcome back to The Enoughness Revolution. I'm so excited to be sharing my guest with you today. You know, our guest is Allison Horner, and she first got my attention online because she kept on using this hashtag, done by one, done by one, done by one. And I'm like, what is done by one? This sounds really awesome. (laughs) And so I wanted to pick her brain about, you know, how this whole concept of being done by one has shown up for her and what that really means. And one of the things that I really like about this concept is that it doesn't focus on just the productivity and getting as much done as humanly possible. It's really honoring your own boundaries um, for yourself and what feels good. And I think Allison does a really, really fabulous job of modeling that. Uh, she hosts a podcast called Adventure Knox. She's all about you know, helping women step into their own definition of adventure and really create a lifestyle that feeds their soul. So I'm really excited to share our conversation with you today. So you might recognize her as a done-by-one entrepreneur first. And at heart, she's a transformational business and life coach, helping purpose-driven entrepreneurs bring their big vision to life with more ease and excitement. She believes that living a full life is the greatest adventure and being an entrepreneur is just part of that journey. Her superpower is helping you find the path of least resistance to growing your business. You can grab a free quick guide to help you identify your superpower and the number one money-making activity so you can create more impact and income in less time and get back to living your life. You can access that in the show notes, so definitely check that out. And she founded her company, Adventure Knox, to help women thrive, mind, body, and soul, and to live fully and authentically as they build their businesses. She spends most of her time outside enjoying the Colorado sun, which I'm so jealous of, (laughs) hiking, skiing, or just walking around her neighborhood. After she's done at one every day, you can find her outside playing with her two-year-old Finn and just generally enjoying this grand adventure. She's also the host of the Adventure Knox podcast, which I'm going to be a guest soon, which launched to the top charts on iTunes. And you can connect with her in her free Facebook group for Courageous Game Changer Entrepreneurs. And that link is down in the podcast show notes as well. So without further ado, you guys, here is Allie. Welcome back to the Enoughness Revolution, everyone. I am so excited to have my guest, Allie Horner, here with me today. Allie is also the podcast host of her podcast called Adventure Knox, which is also the name of her company. And we're going to be diving into her own definition of joy today and a couple of the powerful tools that she uses to really practice joy in her own life. So I'm so excited for this conversation. Allie, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Megan. Yes. So where I would love to start with you is kind of your own story of defining joy on your own terms. Mm, Okay. So let me preface this by saying that I used to literally um, 
not believe that happiness was real. Like happy mm. people used to piss me off. I thought they were being fake. Like that's how I, that's how I grew up. Right. Yeah. Um, but when I was a kid, I knew that joy could, was created just by me being myself playing outside, doing the things I loved. Right. But at some point in my life, I like started to, I started to lose touch with that. Right. Mm. And so it was kind of like I made being joyful or being happy, like wrong. It wasn't what adults did. Right. Oh, yeah. Real. And so, um, I literally had to over a course of time, like started to have those layers peeled back. Right. Like I started to leave the environments that I was in where there were people who were reflecting that, like, no, joy's not real. Like people are fake stuff like back to me. And I literally started to surround myself very naturally with people who were naturally happy. And I started to go, maybe this is, wait, is that real? <laughs> That's real. Like I really, really wasn't, I was in a straight up victim mode for a long mm. time in my life. Like, I did not believe that I could choose my thoughts or choose my feelings. I thought this is the way I am. This is the way people really are. People who are pretending if they're happy. Right. And so even in college, like I started to see those layers peeled away. And then after college, I moved to Colorado by myself, thousand miles. And Colorado is like, happy, friendly people. I remember it being like a shock to my, my system. Like I was sitting outside at Starbucks one day, um, just like didn't have a job at the time. I was like freelance writing, just like trying to figure out my internal world on my own. Mm -hmm. And, um, someone walked up and said, Hey, how's it going? And I went like, <laughs> I was like, what are you going to do? Because I was like, I didn't understand that people would just come up to you and say, hello. Yeah. How's it going? But that's very Colorado. Like people are very friendly and happy and just enjoying life here. I don't know if it's all the weed everyone's smoking or what it is. It's all the sunshine or how like people are super active here. Like people go ride a hundred miles on the weekend for fun. Mm -hmm. Like on their bikes. So I started to slowly start to recircle myself with, new friends, new colleagues. Right. Um, but there was still this part inside of myself that was saying, no, you're not being enough. You're not doing enough. Right. And it was always attached to achieving and doing. And so of course I'm sitting there like, I've got to run faster. I've got to train more. I've got to have a perfect body. So I was finding all these ways to try and continue pushing my joy down, right? Like by doing and accomplishing and all that stuff. I kept telling myself that there were all these rules that I'd had growing up, like straight A's, best in class, you know what I mean? Yes. Perfect body, perfect boyfriend, like on the right life plan track. And so um, I eventually got to this point where I did meet, obviously my husband, who's like my soulmate. Um, like seriously, I pull cards for myself and I always get twin flame when I ask about him. Oh. And um, I had my son, which was like, even that was like, you know, an exercise in control because, you know, pregnancy not being what you imagine the perfect pregnancy to be. Yes. And so after I had him, I was still in the corporate world and I had been learning and learning and learning and had started to know there's something else I'm not letting myself have or be yet. And it was just happy, right? Like I was constantly striving filled with anxiety disorder at this point in my life, like, and, and it had been building and building for a long time, but it really showed up big time in postpartum anxiety. And I realized like, this is not, you know, I, I just kept thinking again, this is how people are. And I went to the doctor um, and I just mentioned it and she asked me a couple more questions. And I, that's when I realized like, 
this type of this level of anxiety is not it's not normal, right? It's not what most mothers feel. A lot of mothers feel a little off center, like trying, you're trying to figure out a new norm. Of course, you're going to have some stress, but this was different. Um, this was like crawling on my own skin all the time, right? So, um, and very much around my son's safety. Like I was the mom who wanted to go, can I just make him a, a helmet out of bubble wrap? Is that going to be okay? Like, you know what I mean? Like I really was the one waking the baby up in the middle of the night to see if he was breathing. Right. And so I started to go, this isn't about him. This isn't about anyone else. This is about me. And I've got, something's got to go here. And so that finally really came to a culmination of trying to be me, trying to be perfect, get back my weight back down, working 70 hours a week in the corporate world, trying to be the perfect employee, prove myself. I can have a baby, come back to work, be the star employee again. I'm going to be the best. Like they're, they're going to be so happy. I came back, like telling myself all these stories and creating all these rules. And I literally landed myself in the ER. Mm. Uh, I literally almost worked myself to death. Um, and I was at home alone, like, and fainted with my child. Mm. And luckily I wasn't holding him. I had, I don't even remember this, but I had some sense to put him down, I guess. And so I fainted and smacked my head on the wall. I don't remember that at all. I just remember waking up and like coming to and being in the ER in a neck brace and asking for my cell phone because I wanted to check my email. Not, not where is my baby? Not, is my husband okay? How did this all happen? Oh, I need to check Facebook. I need to check my phone. I need to make sure work doesn't need me. Talk about a fucking reality check, right? For the swear. But like, that was the moment of where I went, wait a minute. Like, it's, so it's like, again, like joy is one of those things where it's like evolutionary experience, right? Like it's, you can't get it wrong, right? You're just, you're always on your own path to finding it. And so that was the first moment I realized, like, I have to select how I think. I have to decide what's going to make me happy and to start doing what's going to make me happy. So I quit my job soon after that, um, which, again, was like peeling back a part of my personality, like the 70 hours a week perfect employee who's going to rise to the top and going, yeah, I'm just going to hang at home with my kid and make that okay for 90 days, you know? Yeah. And what happens. And I realized I'd always wanted to do my own thing. I'd always wanted to be my own thing. And then I started my business from that place after taking care of myself, like starting to, I worked with a life coach at that point to literally start to dive deep and bring back out more of like, what did like Allison at six years old love, you know what I mean? And making that okay again. Um, and so I realized I had been doing all these things and I'd been on this journey for a reason, right? And it was because I'm here to help other women do this, like women who are in this place of, um, you know, burnout. And it's not that ambition or achievement are bad. They're not bad. They're not wrong. But I realized, you know, I'm here to help women understand why they want the things they want. You know what I mean? And understand the way that they're meeting their own needs and what's going to feel best for them. You know, in the, in the cycle of, I want to be a millionaire. Okay, well, why? What's what's your best way to get there then? Why do you want that? What's that going to mean for you? Like really helping people understand those things. And I realized I had all this marketing experience. So I bring that to my business, but I'm like that person that's going to insist on your self-care and insist that you tell me what hours you want to work and how many hours a week you want to work and why, and that we're not working outside of that. And if we're going outside of that, it better be because you are lit up, right? So I'm really, it's really all brought me to this place of owning my own business and being with my son 
and having this done by one work style, which even I'm peeling that back and I'm going to be working 10 less hours a week moving forward, like as of next week. So um, it's been a crazy, like a crazy, almost weird journey. But at the same time, I, I keep having people come out of the woodwork say, oh my God, I feel like I could be inside of your story. I feel like we yeah. could have been sisters growing up. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's really natural for us as women to put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do a lot, which means going all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So I would love to hear more about your, your experience of slowing down in order to speed up. Because I know slowing down for most of us, and I can speak from my own experience, it brings up a lot of discomfort. And especially when you are watching others who are like, go, 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 which is what you're used to. And you're like, is it really okay to like do less, to slow down? I would love to hear how you've experienced that. Ah, okay. So, um, the first time that I decided, like when I first decided I was going to quit my job, right. Without a plan Mm -hmm. or any like work to be doing, um, I felt like I was going to crawl on my skin, Mm -hmm. right? Like I was like, this is like, I'm literally stripping away my schedule. I'm stripping away my source of income. I'm stripping away all security I have. And so it was one more exercise in understanding that you are not, you know, you are not defined by what you accomplish or what you do. You are defined by how you're able to come home to yourself. Mm. Right? Because it was like, I was sitting there going, you know, I'm going to be this mom and I don't want to be this type of mom. Like, I don't, it, I mean, that was a large motivator for me in the beginning was I don't want to be the mom who wants, whose kid doesn't have a good experience of life or he doesn't go explore things because I'm sitting there like, no, 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 I'm afraid you'll get hurt. No, 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 I'm afraid that girl will hurt you. No, 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 no. I was like, I want him to come home to himself. So in like the slowing down process, I started to go, this is uncomfortable, but it's uncomfortable for a good reason, right? Because there's different types of discomfort. And so slowing down for me was like wildly uncomfortable in the beginning. But I started to realize like, you know, it's uncomfortable because I'm starting to have to face the fact that there are things I want to do that I've not been doing. You know what I mean? Like there are ways I have wanted to take care of myself or projects that are like heartfelt projects that I have been denying myself. And when you slow down and you give yourself space to think and reconnect to those things, it's like your heart is ripping open because it's like, you're just going, Oh my God, all of these passionate things I've had, I've, I haven't been living for myself right? I haven't been living my truth right now. So I think in the slowdown process, that's one of the things that I work with most. And I see that most in my community and my friends, even like, you know, who have come out and said, oh, you know, I just, when I give myself off time, it's like so uncomfortable. Like when I slow down, because instead of just going, 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 doing, 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 going and training for that triathlon, going in, you know, coaching one more client, going and doing this and that, like, it ends or cleaning the house. I see women fill their space with eating and cleaning the house because they're doing things like, you know, they're like, no, if I'm going to sit right here, I have to do something. Right. Um, and so I think that there could be a lot of like truth that comes through in the slowing down process that can really reveal like the heart of who you are as a person and what you really want. And some people are like, Oh, like I can't, 
let myself see that what I really haven't been doing for myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. The thing is, once you're aware, now you can start to create what you want. Now, I mean, like being aware of that is like just step one, right? And so sometimes I think like with slowing down, it's like, it's okay to say this is uncomfortable because you got to be where you are. If you're going to go where you want to go, you have to be honest with where you are right now and yeah. not make it wrong, right? Like it has to be okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, um, I mean, there's so many books of Brene Brown that I've read, but there's a piece in Gifts of Imperfection where she talks about the reason that we go, 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 and we do, do, do is because it's our way to numb and we don't have to face our emotions, right? And so when we slow down, we create this sacred space for us to start feeling and to start facing. And I think for many of us, we start to realize that there are desires that we've had for a very long time that we haven't allowed in, or there's things that we have been holding on to that we're like, these are really defining me, and I don't want those to define me. And when you strip away any layer that you've been using to say, this is who I am, and that's no longer present, it's going to create some uncertainty because now we're like, so how do, I, how do I redefine myself without this thing, right? So for you, the slowing down, being, having defined yourself by going, 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 and doing, 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 and no longer having that, you're like, so what now? Mm -hmm. And now you have like this space for something new to come in and then to practice it to practice the values that you've like wanted to live by that that's change. Right. And change is super uncomfortable for most of us. I see a lot of us wanting, wanting a certain life, but we keep postponing to actually living that certain life until the stars line up or until I have more time or until we're always making an excuse why it can't be right now. And when it becomes right now, then it's kind of like, Oh shit. Like now I actually have to like put it into practice, which creates this layer of responsibility to ourselves, which I think also makes us uncomfortable. Yes, absolutely. Well, and it's so funny, like our society literally primes us to be that way. Mm -hmm. Think about the concept of retirement, work, work, work now. And then you can, and then you can go on vacation later, yeah. like work, work, work. And then, oh, and then, and maybe, yeah, you can have two weeks off to go live that life you really want. Yeah. Right. Like think about that. You know what I mean? That's, there's a reason that we're conditioned this way. And so that's why I always like, when I talk with people about this and like, you know, it's okay that this is uncomfortable. You have literally been taught not to live this way. Yeah. You've literally been taught to fit inside of a certain box, right? Yeah. Like we teach it in school. We teach it with the way our society is structured. And again, like there's certain people who will thrive in that. And that's totally cool. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who are going to go, Oh God, like, I just feel like I just want to numb because I don't like this. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, I mean, I think it's, it's okay to say, you know, this is uncomfortable and I understand that I want it to be different. Right. And I, I want to do what I love and that, you know, like it's going to be different for a while and not everyone's going to get it, yeah. but I have to get it. And that's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious, how did this done by one concept come to you? So part of it was just being really real with myself about how my brain works and how I'm, I'm wired, right? So I do believe you can thrive in whatever conditions you decide to thrive in, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's a choice. You decide how to feel. And I'm also very real about biology. So like um, for me, I've always been a morning person. I 
like there's just something magical about the morning for me. Like it's, it's a spiritual time. It's a high energy time. It's a grounding time. It's a creative time for me. Um, so get up at four 30 or five. I'm like done. I'm there. Like count me in. You know what I mean? Um, but around two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm like, mm. <laughs> you know, like my brain starts to go, <laughs> like, I need to like hang out, chill out, not be trying to write emails. Like I, and in the corporate world, again, it's not structured for that type of person or there's people who are night owls too, who are like, yeah, like those hours between like midnight and one and two in the morning. That's when I have like magic, yes. but get them to work at nine and they're like, Oh, like, <laughs> productive time. Right. So that's one of the things I always like love to just talk about is like, there isn't a box that you have to fit in anymore, especially as an entrepreneur, like you get to define when am I most productive? And I realized for me, like I am productive from these hours to these hours. In the very beginning, I didn't even have until one, we had no budget for a nanny. So I worked from five to eight in the morning. And then I worked on like Saturday mornings. And then I slowly started to add in nanny hours as I signed on clients, right? And luckily I'm mountain time. So a lot of my clients, Eastern and Central, I had the advantage of being behind them. Yeah. Um, but so in the beginning, I just realized like, I'm going to harness these early morning juices and do what lights me up in that time because you're more productive when you do what lights you up. So in the very beginning, I had like a college student who like wanted to learn how to do marketing, wanted to be an entrepreneur, knew that they weren't teaching her everything she needed to learn in school. And so she came and did free stuff for me to help me get my tech stuff like rocking and rolling, right? Like, so, cause I was going... I'm not going to do all the things. I only have so much time. And I, this is what I want to do. Like, this is when I, I'm going to feel lit up by like coaching, creating community. Like I love creating community experiences. I think we just get so much more out of it or personally, that's what I like to facilitate. And I just want to create, like, I just want to write like, and so I found someone to help me start to do those things. Right. Um, so it, for me, like the done by one really came by me being honest about like, what type of business owner do I want to be? I am not a details, like it's, it's not that I can't, it's that it drains me and it mm -hmm. takes me longer. I am a big visionary creator type of leader. Like, and that's where I'm going to thrive in my business. And I just had to get really honest with myself about the schedule that I needed to work in and the things I wanted to work on early on in my business. And so for anyone, I mean, in the beginning, especially, yeah, there's lots of little stuff, but you need to build your business or, you know, build your career or build your parenting life or whatever it is based on around, you know, when do I thrive the most? What space do I need to give myself? Like what, what grace do I need to give myself to go to yoga or like go for a walk or have some me time? I mean, it's totally cool for you to hand like kiddo over to mother-in-law or nanny or neighbor or whoever or husband and say, I'm just going to go watch like an hour of my favorite show today because that's just what I need right now. Yeah. So like, I think like, you know, a lot of the time we think we have to fit in these boxes and I realized like I'm starting my own business. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fit in any of these boxes anymore. I'm going to do it the way that feels really good for me. And I think I created momentum a lot faster because I did it that way. Yeah. So tell me what values do you think your done by one philosophy really supports for you? I think so obviously family, yeah. right? Relationships. I have 
far more, not just time, right? But like the most important thing that makes our time as powerful as it is, is our intentional energy in every second that we have or every millisecond. So because I'm done by one and I don't push myself to work past that time, um, I am able to be present with my little boy in the afternoons and be there for him. Um, and you know, and I, I had parents who God bless them work eight, like used to work nights and 18 hour days and, um, wanted so much for us, but then they had to miss, right? Like they had to miss being there. So I realized I didn't want that. So like family was really important for me. Um, but being, I would say like one of my biggest, biggest, even, I'm just going to say before family and relationships is curiosity and creativity. I need that or I am not happy. Like I need that time to go walk out in nature and hike and just like be on my own and just think about all of like the fun ideas that I have, like all the visionary ideas that I have that are coming and like all of the ways that, you know, sometimes I think we struggle to like say, Oh, I've got this big vision. I don't know how, that is when I figure out how is like my creative space time and I wouldn't be fulfilled personally if I didn't have that. So that's like, you know, this setting up of my own business and giving myself these morning walk and hiking times and living in Colorado in nature um, where I can do that stuff to my fullest is like, that's how I support it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, I'm going to find some way to do this stuff, but I think, you know, each of us has like the power and the right to intentionally define like what, what values do I need and how do I want to create my life, my schedule, my career, you know, my relationships or whatever else to sustain my values and support my values. Yeah. I mean, I really see like looking into your life, I see the values of curiosity and creativity as something that really lights you up. It's that thing that you have to feel connected to in order to feel most like you and most like your best version of you. And I think those like being connected to that is what really increases your joy. And so you kind of see that in action by making space and time for those things and like actually following through, engaging in those activities. And I think that's like building that bridge that a lot of us get stuck in. Like we know that something lights us up, but yet we don't really make time for that thing. Or we don't know what activities really allow us to sink into that feeling or that value. So what kind of processes, I mean, I'm hearing that you went back to six-year-old self, six-year-old Allie, and was like, you know, what really made me feel alive then? And what made me feel happy and just, you know, exuberant? And time and nature definitely came out for you, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I, so like, you know how I was saying earlier, like I realized that this path had been intentionally, I'd been getting hits. Like when I moved to Colorado, which is over 300 days of sun, mountains, skiing, like, I mean, we're talking sun in the winter. So even in the winter, you can go outside and go hiking or go skiing and be out, right? I realized like I had intentionally put all these pieces in place even before I knew why I was doing them, you know, like, um, and I think, cause I didn't do this six year old self exercise until like, I don't know, just within the last couple of years mm-hmm. um, where I really sat down and was like, be, be clear and be honest with yourself non-judgmentally about what is, what do you want more of? Right. Yeah. So, With nature, I mean, I've realized that there's just always this part of me, like I was the kid who was outside all day long, you know what I mean? Like all day, even by myself, it didn't, 
it didn't matter. You know what I mean? That's just what lit me up. Um, I'd be outside in the rain. I'd be outside in the snow. I'd be outside swimming. I'd be getting my friends to go outside. You know, that's just what I needed to do. Um, and so I think like there's, there's so many things that I saw when I was a kid, you know, like writing and reading, like I just wrote my first book, like, um, having a blog even, you know, like that's just the stuff where like, I think as a kid, I always knew, like, I always knew what I wanted and I always saw it for myself. And that's just part of like being a, like the, a visionary type. And I think everyone is that way in a way, but I think a lot of us stifle it, right? Like we, we shove it down, we make it wrong. We hear messages in school or from other family members or whoever else from society. Like, you know, a lot of people think creativity is use is not a useful thing. Mm -hmm. um, we're finding out otherwise now. I mean, look at Silicon Valley, right? right. Um, so I started to realize like, you know, there's all these things that were so true for me and so real for me when I was a kid, like, playing being my time to come up with like, and that's why my company is called adventure Knox because I believe in adventure and it being whatever you define it as. But I also believe we all need it. Like we all need some adventures daily, right? Like whether it's like, I'm going to send that email that has this message that's so scary for me to send, or it's like, Hmm, I'm going to go hike that 14 or you know what I mean? Or I'm going to go jump out of a plane. Like adventure can be anything you define it as. And I realized like my dad used to call me Indiana Jane when I was a kid because I was like that little girl who's like the tomboy in the trees and stuff like that. And so I think like if anyone, if you're going to like sit there and say like, okay, like how do I even start? How do I even start knowing how to like open this back up and be okay with it? Right? Like I would just recommend like sit down and like sit down with your six year old self and ask her, you know, like ask her, like, what did you used to do all day? Why did you do that? You know what I mean? And without judgment, right? Because this is just like a door. You're just opening the door back up to reconnect with like what really is going to nourish you and make you happy as a person. And I think like part of this too, I'll just say is like a lot of us think, I can't, I can't make time for that. I, you know, um, people said it's not okay. Or um, I'm going to feel guilty if I take time away from my kid to do this or time away from my husband. I should be spending nights with my husband. I should be um, spending all this time going to this committee and that committee and doing these things, um, volunteering here and volunteering there. But the thing is, how do you bring all the energy that you want to bring into those experiences and make them as uplifting as you can if you're not nourishing yourself first? Yeah. So like my message for anyone is like, trust the other people around you that you empowering yourself and inspiring yourself and feeling more joyful is only going to inspire and empower them right For them to go hmm i want i want to feel that way you know what i mean like just open up that door for yourself and i think you're going to start to see other people walking through it with you Mm -hmm. I'm almost like feel like there's like some cardinal rules that you live by like when it comes to joy. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious if you would like to maybe put those in a nice little box for all of our listeners. Like what are your cardinal rules? Ah, oh, I think I think that's one of them. Like, you know, be the beacon. Yeah. Be, like don't be afraid to nourish yourself because you will only empower and inspire other people to do the same. Like the other day, my brother who's really struggled with anxiety disorder, um, especially we both struggle with social anxiety. Like I, I have the opposite approach. 
image of him. He wallflowers. I'm like, I need to go meet everyone in the room as fast as I can. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then I know I'll be fine because it's like the energy gets brought out. Right. Yeah. But, um, I think, you know, the other day, like he texted me and he was like, I really, really want to write a book. Hmm. this is what I want to do with my life. I don't want to do what I'm doing anymore. How do I do this? And I was like, please, God, he's asking me for help. Like, oh my God, you know what I mean? So just trust the other people in your life that, you know, I think a lot of times people are like, oh, everyone's going to get so mad at me. Like, or they're going to hate me or they're going to be so upset. Or here's the thing. Like, even if you get those reactions at first, like where people are like, well, why, what, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Where there is judgment you're peeling something, you're opening something up for them. And whether their emotions are negative or positive in the beginning, outwards towards you, you're, you're turning those wheels for them, right? Like you're opening it up. So keep just doing what you need to do to like that way, right? Like they're going to come back in, in their own way, even if they never tell you, even if they never come out and say, thank you for, for doing this. You know what I mean? I want to tell you, you inspired me. They may never say that. Well, it's almost like being the beacon for your own desires or your own dreams or your own values, your own happiness, really, Mm -hmm. of choosing to carry that torch for yourself. I mean, that's a really, that's a big shift to believe in the things that you really want. Yes, absolutely. Like, cause that's, that's part of it too, is like, you do, you have to believe like there, there comes this point where you start to slow down. Like we were saying, slow down to speed up. And you start to realize like your dreams have literally been chasing you. They've just been going slow down. I can't catch you. You know what I mean? Cause you're so busy trying to catch them. Mm-hmm. We just have to slow down and say like, what is really like in, I almost don't even call it like belief. It's just truth. Like what's true for me. You know what I mean? Cause there's this sense of like, you know, I don't have to believe. I just know. Like, I just know that I'm going to go on that stage. I just know, like, I'm opening up a summer camp experience, like a whole week of just like connection with self and with other humans next summer. And I'm just going like, this has just been true for me. Before I started my business, I knew I was going to do this. I had been having signs that I was going to do this since I was six years old. Like, I knew this is what I was meant to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not even like a, I have to believe in it. It's just like, I know. So I think sometimes, like, that would be another rule. Like, the slow down to speed up rule. Like, let your dreams catch up to you mm. and get in the same room with them and let it be uncomfortable for a minute so that you can really start to move forward together at the same pace. If that makes sense. I love that. I absolutely love that. So I think being a beacon for yourself, mm-hmm. going down to speed up, huge value for you, letting your dreams catch up to you and knowing them as truth. I mean, those are huge, huge shifts for creating more joy. Mm-hmm. So moving forward for you, you said you're getting ready to cut back 10 more hours of your work week. So yeah. how are you, like, how are you moving into that shift? Are you reprioritizing things? Are you bringing in more help? Like, how are you making this happen for yourself? Uh, okay. So this is going to be some woo-woo stuff here. Okay. But I do believe in Lay it on me, girl. I also believe in taking action. So I believe in finding the balance in the, in between the two. Um, So when you're doing what's really in alignment for you, right? Like I've been out there consistently going, I cannot be afraid of sharing this message of do less better, do less better, right? Mm -hmm. Man burnout, do less better, find your adventure, find your true north or as they would say at Wanderlust, right? So I started to 
really share that strongly and consistently for a while. And I didn't even know this schedule change was going to happen. Our nanny just let us know that she was not able to do the hours we were asking for anymore. And I was just going, man, I'm going into the holidays. I'm going into, you know, um, my schedule changing and stuff. And I realized like, do I, am I putting rules around myself in the done by one? Am I, am I being too boxed in with myself? And once I started to say, you know, what do I really want right now? Do I still want to be done by one? Do I want to have three longer days? What's going to really feel best for me right now? Does it feel better for me to sleep in in the mornings more? I started to just get curious about like, what needs to change? Does anything need to change? Mm -hmm. And right around the same time, this woman, I was sitting there thinking about like, if I'm going to take hours away, what do I really need? What have I been avoiding doing? That's felt too big, right? And one of it was creating like I have five sales funnels that I want to create and have run consistently, but I was like, well, I can't, I can't even like all the tech, all the, like, I understand the strategy and I can, I can map them, but like getting it all done was overwhelming and I was avoiding it for months. Right. So right around the time I started going, Hmm, what needs to be peeled back in the schedule and how do I really want this to look over Christmas? Like, I don't want to be working more hours over Christmas. I want to have Christmas off totally for at least like two or three weeks, right? Yeah. Um, outside of just like coaching my clients. So right around that same time, I kid you not, an OBM, online business manager who helps manage, create, and run sales funnels, who has a team, comes into my life and says, I've been really aligned with your message and I need it. I need, I need your help, but I don't want you to coach me in business. I want you to coach me and help me in my self care and in my like alignment and taking my like time back. And I went, this is some witchy stuff right here. It was so crazy because she, and I just, she just goes, and I was wondering, do you need OBM help? And we decided to do a trade. Nice. Just like one of those things where I was like, thank you universe. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just realized like we don't need to like, put so many rules around ourselves. And it was like one more exercise in me where I was like, I'm going to like, I'm being given this lesson right now because even I was like in the done by one was setting too many, too many rules and expectations for myself around mm -hmm. what this had to look like and what I had to stand by. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's funny. Like it's like right around the same time, the perfect mentor came into my life. The perfect client slash team member came into my life. Um, yeah, it was just like, it's all like, it all falls into place. You know what I mean? Like we had, we sold our house. So we came into an even bigger budget so that I could invest back in more, more team members or more hours to people to help me create these courses. Like it just was like, everything just went boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? Because I find that I'm going to step into this bigger message, which is like, you know, in the beginning, I didn't really talk about my schedule. I thought it would be bad to tell people I wasn't working that many hours. I thought they'd like be like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to do that. Or she'll never have time for me or things like that. But I've realized I've started to attract in. I just talked to someone today who's signing on this client because these are people who are like, no, no, no. I, I actually, I don't want as many hours. I want to do less better. I want to do it faster like you did. And so I'm just realizing like things start to fall into place once you let yourself like, step up and like, say like, what is true for me? What am I really here? Not just for myself, but especially if you're like, you know, a service-based entrepreneur, like I am, like, 
what am I here to help people become or to mm. feel or to do? You know what I mean? Like, what's the outcome for them? Like, what do I want for anyone, even if they never work with me, just for coming across me? Yeah, Mia's getting really clear on your why, really. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, Ali, I wish you all the best in this transition. I think that it's very inspiring to do less better. I love that motto. I love that message. And I'm so grateful that you came on today and shared your tools for creating more joy and just sharing a little bit more about your story. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been fun, Megan. Yay. And so everyone, please check out um, Ali's podcast, Adventure Knox. I will link to it in the show notes and we will talk again soon. All right. Bye. Thank you, Megan. Bye, guys. Bye.